she's the original Scream Queen. <laughs> I find scary movies, I find them very soothing. Ah! Is yeah. that what it looks like? Mm-hmm. No! What percentage of claws have chlamydia? This movie's fucked up. Do you always have to see the monster? to Screams and Queens. I am Brie. I'm Megan. And we have a very special guest today. Uh, my sister, Steph, and who's also was also one of our, oh no, one, not one of our, our very first patron. Woo! Yeah. Um, other patron other than Seneca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody, we don't have to tell people that. So, hi Steph, thanks for being on the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, tell us about yourself. <laughs> I hate open-ended questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, tell us everything about you. Um, well, I am a mother of three. Um, I've been married to my husband. It'll be 10 years in January. Shit, yes. Um, we've been together for 13. Um, I recently graduated with my degree, degree, degree in psychology. Um, and I... Sometimes enjoy scary movies. Um, not all the time. It kind of depends on what it is. Um, I will tell you, like, growing up, <laughs> she did not enjoy scary movies. Listen. Does anyone start out enjoying scary movies? Me. Though? I like, love from them. the get-go? Like, yes, I love them. I've always loved them. I was terrified, but I just forced myself because, like, doesn't it release the same chemicals in your brain as when you're having sex? Isn't that what yes. my mom said? Yeah, but so as a child, I didn't it's very experience beneficial. that. It's very I mean, beneficial for you, actually. So, like, I don't know. I didn't like it at first, but I liked how I felt after. I don't know. Like, that's what she said. It's like a rush. There's yeah. like a rush that you get when you watch them, and I like that, but not sleeping and not being able to go to the bathroom by myself was kind of yeah. scary. Well, no, okay, so Steph used to make us, like, literally come sit in the shower with her. She would be showering, and she'd be like, can you come sit in there? And we're like, god damn it. In her defense, how many scenes from horror films take place in the bathroom or the shower? Psycho, Conjuring 3, The Grudge, <laughs> Mirrors. The Grudge, Mirrors. Okay, so. Yeah, a, quite at a, least four. A lot. <laughs> so, anyway, this week, to end off our Exorcism series, we watched the one, the only, the iconic, The Exorcist. So, we waited for the best for last. Um, That's debatable. What? Okay, better than the Vatican tapes. <laughs> well, no, that was utter garbage. What do you think was better? You, well, okay, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, favorite movie of all what time. What else did we watch? Oh, The Last Exorcism. Like, I don't even remember what other movie. The Last Exorcism, yeah. The first one. Um, the first last exorcism. <laughs> the first last exorcism, we swear. Yeah. Okay, so I agree that Emily Rose is better, but I'm biased because I love that movie. Obviously, I talk about it all the time. And as far as, like, exorcism movies go, like, I even like the, the Conjuring films better than The Exorcist. Really? I think that The Exorcist is just, like, so iconic. And it, it was, like, the was first one. dumb. <laughs> okay. 
we're going to get a lot of mail about this, or we would if we had listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've never seen it before. It's, so it's not like I saw it before. I saw all these other scary movies, so I have to deal with, like, 1973 acting and special yeah. effects. Just like, no! Ugh, pound the table. Okay, so in my defense, I've seen The Exorcism, or The Exorcism, The Exorcist probably at least a dozen times, and just That's recently... Excessive. I just love it. It's a good movie. And it's also... It's so soothing as she projectile vomits. <laughs> okay, this is not... I think it's rewatchable. However, I don't just turn it on. Like, it's on during Halloween all the time. So I think, just, like... In the background, <laughs> I think, like, during Halloween, it's always on. People, like, you're on the phone, like, for, like, a work conference call. People are like, what the hell? He's like, fuck me. Totally wrong. I don't Okay, I'm going to preface this with two out of three people who are a little bit tipsy. <laughs> my From sister my is not. Half of <laughs> yeah, yeah Megan had a sip of seltzer. I had three, which what? is still not, yeah. Wow. Which is not great, though, because I'm, I'm still alive. Well, I'm a, it was also I'm a light dark. all of a sudden. I was very dark. <laughs> I missed you drinking more than one. But you were drinking a blue one at first. I Well, I drank a blue one first, and then... Um, but Those like seltzer, like, summer. They ice. taste like popsicles, though, right? Yeah, they do. But they're really sweet, so I can't drink a lot of them. But it's only. I, I liked I those, but we were playing boom, and there was another seltzer that was. <laughs> oh, the orange creamsicle. Was it good? At first sip, but I don't want to play boom and chug orange creamsicle seltzer. <laughs> yeah, boom and chug feels, a lot. <laughs> it made me feel sick. That I probably could chug. I mean, it is sweet, but it's not like orange creamsicle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we watched The Exorcist, the movie. I read the book. Um, if you haven't read the book, it's by William Peter Blatty. I highly recommend it. It gives a lot of information that the movie doesn't. It so, literally helped Brie help me understand what was going yeah, on. Yeah, it helped me understand what was going on. Yeah, there was a lot of questions. The transitions it. in the film like left me heavily confused. Yes. Yeah, you're like it was like immediate. The transitions are a little spotty, though. I will say, like that one where she's in the, the doctor's office and immediately goes to the church. That's a little quick, like, but reading the book afterwards, I was like, oh, so I was like explaining some things because I learned some things, like some gray areas that the book explains. So probably you guys have seen The Exorcist, I'm assuming, if not, I think it's worth the watch. It's $2.99 on Amazon Prime, like, if you can't afford $2.99, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd rather pay for this than... Vatican tapes. <laughs> but we paid, we paid more for the Vatican tapes. Don't tell my husband that. <laughs> Zach, don't listen He'd to He'd be this. like, you paid for this? <laughs> yeah. No. They should have paid us. They should, literally should have paid us to watch that movie. <laughs> it was so bad. Okay, so I how the... It. It's don't it's watch totally it. It's totally not what I was thinking of. I have no idea what movie I thought that was, but it wasn't that. So how the podcast is going to work, we'll go through a brief movie summary. We'll go through a bunch of fun facts, and I have a shit ton today. All of them. Uh, all of the facts. <laughs> uh, we'll go through the fry tag pyramid, just going over the structure of the film, what scared us, what didn't scare us. And then lastly, we'll play our little game, what would your strategy be? Okay, so brief movie summary. I just did this 10 seconds ago. Uh, 12-year-old Regan gets possessed by a demon after she plays with a Ouija board. Yeah. Pretty much so. Pretty up. accurate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we'll go into some fun facts. It was directed by William Friedkin. And Stan Friedkin. <laughs> Friedkin. Friedkin. Uh, what's, what's that movie, Dodgeball, where he says, um, so, what does he say? Super freak. No, what does he say? 
You ever seen Dodgeball? Yes, I don't. I watched it once like 10 years ago, and then it was on in the background at Rachel's house, and freaking naughty. Is that what he says? I think so. Mike Goodman's like, freaking naughty. That's what, yeah, Ben Stiller says. Anyway, so, (laughs) directed by William Friedkin. Uh, Stanley (laughs) Stanley Kubrick turned this down, and Stanley Kubrick was the director of The Shining. Um, Are you seen The Shining? Yes. Okay. Do you like The Shining? I do like The Shining. Okay. Yes. So, I have to watch it a couple times to really, to wrap my head around everything that was going on, though. Yeah. It's very confusing. But the book also helps with that. But anyway, so he directed The Shining, one of the most iconic movies, Stephen King books of all time. So a little bit about William Friedkin. He actually, quote, I don't know how, this is a little bit, I don't know, loosely abused, but I don't know, how wasn't there. He abused the cast for Fear Effect he did things like he fired guns on set. That's so dangerous. Yeah. He slapped the actors. Oh my god. Wasn't the demon slapping the Marauders? <laughs> yeah, it was just the director. <laughs> just bitch slapping everyone. Yeah. Um, so, what? and then he also put harnesses and yanked them violently. So the scene, I think this is kind of common knowledge with the exorcist, but the scene where Linda Blair or Reagan is like flailing in her bed, uh-huh. that was real. And she actually injured her back for the rest of her life because of that well, scene. Well, yeah. She was like, boom, her boom, fucking boom. spine was doing Oh my gosh. Yeah. And also the mom, I forget what her name is, the actual actress, but her mom injured her spine because there was a part where she fell down and she actually injured her spine and she screamed and that was an actual scream because she broke something and they just kept filming. He's like, no, it's fine. And this is why they created laws. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Also, in Reagan's room, it was actually cold, so you can see, like, them breathing. You can see their, their breath in the room. Well, that's probably why the guy looks so bulky. He was actually Yeah, he breathing. was actually really had, like, cold. six jackets on. He kept it about 30 to 40 degrees in that what? room at all times. Fuck that shit. Yeah. It's not worth being paid whatever the movie paid them. <laughs> yeah. Linda Blair, who played Reagan received death threats after the movie because people thought she was actually possessed by a demon. So much so that she Fucking actually... Fucking I know, they're like, um, <laughs> demons, I don't like this. They had to um, have bodyguards for her 24-7 for at least six months. Oh my god! Yeah, and there's rumors, not rumors, but she I read there was also years after that they had to have bodyguards because people were, like, threatening to kill her. The movie was banned in the UK and some other countries... There was a woman, Karen, probably, that watched it in the theaters, got so scared that she passed out, broke her jaw, and then sued Warner Brothers for being too scary. Did she win? Yeah. Well, they settled. I don't know. But it's undisclosed how much she That's probably for. good pu- publicity for them, though, for, like, their movie it's being so, that scary. It's so scary. We got sued. What kind yeah. of shit was she doing that she landed and broke her jaw? <laughs> if you pass out in your seat, you're in your seat. She's She's like, like, oh, doing handstands? Yeah. <laughs> She's leaping from a balcony. She's doing the yoga. Maybe yeah. <laughs> she was in the balcony and she fell. Jaw first. <laughs> Jaw first. <laughs> and then also other people vomited in the theater so much that they ended up handing out barf bags. Oh my god. Because so many people what vomited. What fucking wieners. <laughs> I know. A bunch of fucking sensitive people. I would love to see those people watch the Saw franchise. Yeah, I know. seriously. They're probably all dead because they're a little... Bitches. Um, <laughs> this is actually based on a true story of Roland Doe. Blatty, who wrote the novel, heard about this in the news and decided to write a book about it. This little bit of information about Roland. 
Roland's Aunt Harriet uh, introduced him to a Ouija board, and that's when the bed, the bed started shaking and furniture started moving. Um, so Roland was evaluated at Georgetown University Hospital, which is actually oh. where this takes place, Georgetown, where he was released with a clean bill of health, like Reagan was. Mm-hmm. Apparently as many as nine priests participated in the exorcism. Nine? In his skin, words like, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> this is me you're looking for. And the devil's face appeared in Roland's skin. So this reminds me of the Conjuring movie, where they had the, the cross. In the bed? Oh. In the bed? Oh, in the water bed is what I was thinking of. Oh. In the devil's I think face. in the bed. In the bed? No, in the, the, the guy that was in The Nun, and then was in the video of the first one in class, when it showed, like, the cross popping out of his skin. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to be... He was supposed to be in another movie, but it was a different actor. Yeah, he totally yeah. didn't look the same at all. It was a hot guy that replaced the ugly guy. <laughs> yeah. And then, apparently, the exorcism ended when Roland yelled out something like, I am St. Michael, get the fuck out, basically. So oh. It ended that way? Yeah. What does that mean? Did he die, or did he yeah. expel the demon? He expelled the demon. Apparently, St. Michael, allegedly, expelled the demon. Oh, so... So, so he was possessed by a saint? Yeah, and so the saint... The saint came in and was like... Pew, pew, pew. Get out. I picture like Osmosis Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he like, like, like shrunk. That's like Ant Man, where he like shrunk down and like. Yeah. One moment, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So apparently he yelled out like, "I am Saint Michael, get out!" And so then did the he was child. Fine. So was Roland a child then? Yeah, he was like eight or twelve or something. He was a kid or and ten. He survived. Um, yeah. Do they ever have experiences like in, in the news where it's like an eighty-year-old? Possessed. Yeah, yeah. Is like, it always children. Probably because like the demons, like I don't want to be in that well, children, rickety old body. It's it's supposed to be that children are more innocent. That's why they have. That's why they say like children can see, like uh, why they have like imaginary friends or. If my kids have imaginary friends, fucking that shit up and it. Yeah. Nipping that in the bud real quick. We had a friend. Creepy. We had a friend who their like her daughter like would always complain about the little the little boy was too loud in her closet when he went to bed when she no, went to bed we're moving I have goosebumps yeah I would not we're moving <laughs> I'm not gonna have kids I mean yeah. we're moving into the church <laughs> so that I think it's the innocence I think it's like they're they're pure so they don't have like you know they haven't they haven't really committed like true sin or anything like they haven't like Oh, like contaminated their body, or, you know, they're still so pure that, that it's easy for the demon to possess. Well, that's the same thing with like people that are like with hyper religiosity. It's like people are more susceptible because they're more religious. Like, which is like I said, makes seems like Catholicism is more dangerous than <laughs> not being a Catholic. So I don't know. I don't know what to do here. It's like it's kind of like a, a like a loss in either situation. Yeah, uh, how frequently are atheists possessed by yeah. demons? I'd like to know. Yeah, like, oh, what's the possession rate? <laughs> well, do you ever see, I may have talked about this before, but like Alice Through the Looking Glass, do you remember that movie? Yes. With the Jabberwocky? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, it's a Vegas dance crew, but it's also that fucking dinosaur. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't believe in you. And then he disappeared. Also, Hoodoo is the same way. Hoodoo and Voodoo, I actually have a book on Because like the skeleton key. Like the skeleton key. Yeah. I feel like Deja Vu, like we've had this exact conversation. And I talked like, about the skeleton key before, where it's like, 
you don't believe in it, it doesn't so affect you. So it's not going to affect you. So it's the same thing with, I mm-hmm. think, with demonic possession. You don't believe in it. You're less susceptible. I don't know. Whatever. So we were talking before we were recording. So I have two nieces that live here and then also a nephew. And they live with my sister. <laughs> right in Bree's kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have full custody of my children. So. <laughs> yeah, they are children. But we were talking before we were recording about like creepy things they do. One like talks in her sleep. Like what? Yeah, uh, my oldest, she whispers in her sleep. My middle, she's the one who does the creepiest things. She's done it ever since she was very little. Um, she will... I don't check on my children in bed for this reason because it terrifies me. Her husband does. She's not neglectful. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, She's yeah, like, no. for yourself. Yeah, no, no, no. I kick my husband. I kick, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Usually I just keep a rose around my bed or if anything weird happens, I just spill up. You <laughs> lock your door. You're just like, nope, kids. Sorry. Start praying. <laughs> um, but uh, my middle, Sophia, she will, um, she'll sit up in bed. Like if you're walking by the hallway, she'll sit up in bed. And she'll open her eyes and she'll wave at you and smile, but she won't be awake. Fuck that. Yeah, no. no. Um, she does that multiple times. Um, she'll say things to you and then just lay right back down and be asleep. Um, Charlie does it also. Um, but Sophia's the creepiest because she, um, the one time she was a toddler, my husband went and checked on her. She was crying and she was standing in her bed, facing the wall, eyes closed, just crying. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No. She's always like, can we have a sleepover? And I'm like, no. <laughs> nope. I had a sleepover with Zach's niece. Like, we had her spend the night once, and she just snored. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't possessed. No, no nothing. Good. Yeah. Although Zach talks in his sleep all the fucking time. Because he goes to bed earlier than me. I have horrible sleep hygiene. <laughs> so I stay up and, like, he'll he'll move his limbs, like, sit up, say... Mm-hmm. But his stuff is never really creepy. It's just, like... One time he was really into Fortnite. Did I tell you this? <laughs> I don't think so. So, like, when he and his friends used to play, they would have, like, this, like... They would all talk like this, like, in the <laughs> oh greasy girl voice. And he's, like... It's like the rebels! The rebels <laughs> are in our base! <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Do that in his sleep? Yes. <laughs> And sometimes, like, okay, sometimes he will, like, say creepy stuff. Like, he'll be like, the twins. And I'm like, oh, my God, who's twins? He's like, the boy and the girl twins. Oh, I love that. But he talks in his sleep all the time. Was all the time. Jumby or Gumby? <laughs> Jumby wants to be they, born now. The twins want to be born now. Oh, God. No, Zach, they don't. See, Charlie will roar in his sleep. I'm a dinosaur. Like, screaming. Like, I've had, like, a couple hallucinations, like, when I wake up. Well, because you have sleep paralysis, right? I don't know if it was, like, ever diagnosed that, but, like, yeah. <laughs> You're self-diagnosed sleep paralysis, I woke yeah. up and saw the little boy from us crouching mm-hmm. next to my bed. Oh, I that. woke up and saw a silhouette standing, and I was, like, screaming. I'm like, Zach, there's someone in our room. And he's like, nope. <laughs> like, I see them. They're right there. And he's like, there's no one there, Megan. And then it, but maybe that's why so many people believe in ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, like, mm-hmm. shit, I literally saw someone standing in my room, a man standing in my room. Yeah. I also saw a moose once, but that was not as scary. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be pretty fucking scared if I saw a moose. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Well, did you ever experience anything in our, in Grandma and Grandpa's house? Do you think it was haunted? Oh, it was. I because never really experienced anything. Mom would say... I like, experienced it a lot. Yeah, maybe I just was like, eh, I don't know. Or I just Cause didn't Because our Grandpa care. had died, but our Grandma was still alive. And so I firmly believe that it was my grandpa that was hanging around. Like I would, like I never went. I didn't like to go up in the upstairs bathroom because you would be. I would be blow drying my hair, and you could feel someone going. Sorry, that was 
Hopefully that way. I don't think I have neighbors. Someone's like, yeah, yeah. I don't think I have neighbors. Nobody really lives in my apartment complex, so. But you could feel that. You could feel someone like stomp. You could feel the vibration on the floor. That's someone, like, fucking creepy. I would and then the I never grandma. fully believed until one time I was I because I stopped sleeping in my bedroom because um, I had there was like a cabinet in there and the door would just open. And so I, like, stopped sleeping in there. So I would sleep actually downstairs in the living room. And I'll never forget, I woke up the one night, and the TV was blue. And I, like, looked over, because there was, like, there was, like, a hallway, and it branched over to my grandma's room, a computer room, and then a stairwell, like, a bath, and the kitchen went that way. So there's, like, this little square hallway. And I remember, and it was dark, there's no lights on it. And I remember I saw this silhouette, and it was, like, blacker than black. And I was like, okay, my eyes are just tricking on me. And then all of a sudden, it, like, moved. It was just closer. Oh, fuck that. I would be out of that in five seconds. I had my phone, my cell phone, and I called my mom who was upstairs. I called her crying and screaming, telling her to come get me. And, I mean, I was I was an adult. I mean, I was, you know, like, late adolescence. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, like... Oh, you were at least 18, because I was 17. Yeah, I was at least there. 18. I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I called her crying and and like just terrified and I slept with my mom in her bed every night unless my boyfriend stayed he would stay in the house with me until I fell asleep and then he'd go home because I was so scared good for him yeah yeah that yeah. reminds me like um I had a my best friend growing up was Lebanese and her like mom came from Lebanon so like she had all kinds of different superstitions that were passed down from her family and like one thing that we would always tell scary stories and stuff is she would talk about the shadow people like if you were Hell really, no. if you were really 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 tired mm-hmm. like in your peripheral you, like the 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 veil between the spirit world and our world is like thinner so you can see okay. the spirits like mm-hmm. the shadow people in your peripheral if you were like really tired or fatigued wow so that's what that reminds me of creeps me the fuck out yeah. Yeah, no, I never experienced anything there. Um, I just, I don't know if I, like, believe in it. I don't, see, the thing is, like, I watch a lot of scary movies, but I just don't know if I really believe in it. So maybe it's the same thing, kind of more, like, susceptibility. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really, like, fuck with that realm. I don't know really what I believe in, so maybe it was just, like, I don't know. But I know Mom would say, I know you experienced weird shit and you would say shit, and then I know Mom would say after Grandma died, she could see her, like, coming around the corner. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I never experienced anything like that. I don't but know how you guys would sleep in that house if there's like more than one occurrence. I'd I, be like, I was fine. I never experienced anything. <laughs> I mean, it goes to like trying to scare you and you're like, I'm like, I watch, no, I watch a lot of scary movies. Like, well, and the house was very heavy to me, like physically. Like whenever you like walked in, like it, it was just very like dense air. Mm-hmm. And then after my grandma passed, it was like the dense air was gone. To me, that's what I experienced. Like, I didn't have any more... I didn't feel anything else. Like, I like it just felt like there was a lot. But I also have experiences where, like, it was recently... We get it... We have experiences in our house all the time. And we just blame it on our grandparents. But, I mean, we've had fly swatters fly across the room. Like, they'd be hanging and they just fly across the room. It happened in our apartment. It happened in our house. Grandpa's, like, trying to get fly down. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the motherfucker. <laughs> But, I mean, we've had to- we'd have toys go off randomly in the middle of the night. Oh, that um, shit scares me. Like, mm-hmm. real stories like, yeah. versus, like, I just don't know true story. Right. Yeah. I had this shit happen where, when I was living at my mom's house, um, 
I would go to bed with the TV on every night because I had nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would turn on like Disney because that's always safe. Because I had Cartoon Network on once or something. Oh, yeah, and then horrible. the crazies was on when I woke yeah. up in the middle of it. I'm like, this is not helping yeah. my, my night terrors. But like, I had this occurrence that happened like several times throughout a couple weeks where the TV would shut off and go loud static <gasps> at like three or four mm-hmm. in the morning. Nope. And it scared the fuck out of me. I don't mm-hmm. do white noise. Because, like, I had a lot of a lot of fear issues growing up, a lot, where I would listen to the radio and put 95.5 The Fish on. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's Christian, ward <laughs> off the demons. Like, Lord. my mom made me do the, the Bloody Mary thing because I was so scared oh, I wouldn't yeah. sleep. She made me do that because I would cover all the mirrors and I didn't sleep for a while and tried to sleep with her every night. Like, oh I would gosh. sleep with the, the radio on and then eventually I slept with Disney Channel on. Like, I had a lot of issues. <laughs> I had a lot of fearful issues because I had an overactive imagination or maybe the ghosts no, were just yeah. communicating. Yeah. Who knows? I'm surprised I can sleep so soundly now. There were thunderstorm noises so mm-hmm. I can't sleep in just silence. No, I need to lean on. But so anyway, back to Roland, which is where we started this. Later the case was studied again and they were like he probably just had a mental illness or was schizophrenic. So. I feel like that's the answer to all of these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the demon that was in Reagan was <laughs> Big Sean, my cat. <laughs> yeah. Cats are, like, terrible, I think, to watch scary movies with or to, like, record podcasts because they're so sneaky. I never want to assume it's a cat, though. It's like that urban legend where it's, like, humans can lick, too. Oh, I hate that adult. one. Yeah. You know it. Where it's, like, that girl's home alone and... But she has the dog there, and, and the, the parents are like, but if the dog licks you, it's fine. You're not home alone. And so she had the dog licking, and then she heard, like, dripping. And she goes about him, the dog's oh, home. Yeah, 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 And then you find out it's like a murderer licking her hand or something. Yeah. Ew. I feel like I would know the difference between my dog's tongue and <laughs> the murder. And it would be heavier, too. Like, some guy in the edge of your mind is like, <laughs> you'd be like why, is, why is my dog weight so heavy right now? Like, I feel like you're an idiot if you don't know the difference between that and your dog. I thought the dog was, like, under the bed or something. Oh, I, I, I just heard the stick story. Stick your hand under the bed, which is fucking Ew. Too. Yeah. Fuck Ew. That. No, no, no. Yeah. No, and no. Why, why leave your kid alone? Yeah. I mean, depending on. I, actually, well, I mean, I guess how old are they? Who cares? But anyway, okay. So, <laughs> I'm not a mom, obviously. I'm like, fuck it, who cares? Okay, so the demon of Reagan is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but like Pazuzu. It's P A Z U Z U. That sounds about right. I don't know. Yes, you would pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Like the inflection is different. He is depicted as a high tier demon, good Ooh. for you, <laughs> that serves as the king of demons of the wind, whatever the fuck that means. King of demons of the wind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it I just the uh, ASMR demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where your thunder noises come from. <laughs> So I'm assuming that means there's a demon of earth and fire and so it's water. like oh, kind of like Bender, demons. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look it up, but apparently at the wind, he was created as an angel to serve and worship God, but he rebelled with Lucifer, obviously, with the other angels so became a demon. Is that how demons are made? Were they all angels? Yeah, they were all uh-huh. angels, and they rebelled against God. See, and this God is was Catholic like, shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so weird that people don't know that. Because like in like supernatural or even like the Lucifer show, mm-hmm. the demons are like made by the devil. Like, Lucifer was the angel, and then, like, um, Mazikeen, mm-hmm. his, like, right-hand demon lady doesn't have a soul because she was made by him. Like, she wasn't an angel first. So, I just feel like it's different lore. The thing about so angels, <laughs> so Lucifer is technically an angel, right. and angels can't create, 
they can only destroy. So we were taught that God created all the angels mm -hmm. and then were cast down to hell. So I think like all so the So then demons what makes Lucifer were like a higher demon He was the first one, I think, that was like, Fuck you! I'm getting the fuck out of here. Who's coming with me? Angsty. Yeah, Angsty and they're like, years. me. <laughs> and it's like, it's way better up here. But like, yeah. So his purpose, Pazuzu's purpose was to destroy God's favorite creatures, the humans. Oh. He was. Is that not all demons' roles? Yeah. It seems like this is kind of universal for demons, mm. the description of him, but I'm still going to read it anyway. <laughs> this is what he looks like, apparently. My demon just throws dog turds on people's faces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that pale guy... So wait, were you about to say he's pale? Yeah. So that pale guy that... Was Pazuzu? Yeah, that Keros was seeing. We're like, was who the Pazuzu? fuck is this random pale Remember face that, that keeps face popping, was popping up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah, yeah. his Subliminal nightmare. Messaging. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was him, because it's a picture of him on the internet. Like, okay. what well, I means from the exorcist. But, so pale skin human, which could be me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's me, surprise. With... Brown irises, which is not me, sagging lower eyelids and yellow teeth. Some Satanists will describe him, which we actually saw this in the Exorcist statue, with horns, sharp teeth, eagle-like wings, and a serpentine penis. <laughs> so does his? So does this statue exist somewhere, or is this lore based on the the movie and book? I'm assuming it's based on the movie and book. I am not 100% sure. I'm sure Satanists probably have him somewhere. Because <laughs> dude totally had a snake dick, and I feel like I've never heard of that. Yeah. From... Yeah. Well, apparently he's the king of the wind or something, so <laughs> there's probably a you know sh shrine to him somewhere. Uh, he can make humans levitate, physically alter the perception of what humans see and hear, which is what you had said, Steph, about... Um, the priest or doctor, or not doctor, I keep calling him doctor, Father Karras seeing his mom, you're like, well, is it actually his mom or is it a perception of his mom? I think it was the perception because he can alter it. He can also imitate humans and animals, which Regan, we didn't super see this in the movie, but we did see it a lot in the book where it says, like, Regan is making animal noises. She's neighing. She's oinking. It she's say howling. Once. Howling, yeah. So that's probably kind of where it comes in as well. And she's kind of, like, barking like a dog. So I think that's where it comes in as well. So on the Wikipedia, it says Pazuzu, <laughs> um, or called Fazuzu, um, was ancient Mesopotamian um, demon of the wind, brother of Humbaba. Humbaba. <laughs> and the son Humbaba. of the god Hanbi. He represented the southwestern wind, bear of storms and drought. Okay. Interesting. So he makes storms. Good for him. He's a combination so cool. of diverse animal and human parts. Wow. Well, he does have a snake penis, so. <laughs> it's kind of like a hot dog. And, serp yeah. <laughs> and serpentine penis. So he had and a head of a liner, and... dog talons, and eagle wings, and scorpion tail, and serpentine penis. He must be really ugly. Someone was like, I don't know, put them all together. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's a blender of Do things. all of it. Like, yeah. Um, and then lastly, he would often cause his, vom his vomit, his victims to projectile vomit, which is what we see Reagan do multiple mm -hmm. times. It was yucky. Vomit. Yeah, and it looked like, I think it was pea soup is what they used. It looked oh, like yeah. the slime from Nickelodeon when people yeah. get slimed, mm -hmm. slash baby food. Yeah, so Miss Mercedes McCambridge, who apparently was a radio actress back then, voiced the demon. Is she a woman? Yeah, and she was really dedicated to the role. She chain-smoked 
drank whiskey and ate raw eggs Ew. to make her voice sound like that. Stop. Raw eggs make you raspy? Apparently. What can just Is it go- like phlegm? Like, you almost like, because the whites from the eggs are so, you know, like slimy. Like when you can see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't you just be like, eh, uh. <laughs> Like, yeah. Or hire a man, because they probably <laughs> yeah. got cancer from <laughs> Yeah, they're like, you need a chain smoking. smoke for the next six months. That's commitment movie. to the role. Right. This was the first horror film to be nominated for an Oscar. If you know anything about horror films, they are never nominated for an Oscar, ever. No, and there are some really good quality... Hereditary? Yeah. Tony Collette. What the fuck's her name? Tony Collette. Yeah. Did not get nominated for that They're fucking snubbed. role. Are you kidding I me? I Midsummer was pretty good, Midsummer too. Midsummer? Yeah. For anything, any type of nomination would have been oh, good. Also, for like even cinematography or like costuming or something like yeah. that shit was dope. Yeah, artistic directing. Yeah, I don't know if I told you this. Steph didn't like Midsummer. I feel like she makes like <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it also I hated it at the same time. Like okay. it was just a lot, and I, like seeing it in a theater with other people with my brother with the whole like weird yeah, like the, scene was like weird for me yeah so it was a lot it made me feel really anxious but i thought it was really pretty like it aesthetically it was one of the most stunning films i've ever seen yeah like it was just gorgeous and i think even after talking to brie with it like because i like to watch movies with i don't like to watch new movies by myself for the fact that i like to have other perspectives mm-hmm. so i think talking to brie because i called her and talked to her and i like initially i was like this is dumb and I think it was like I had a hard time kind of connecting and kind of understanding like the ending but once she kind of like explained to me that it was almost like a freedom like that she had finally actually found a family because all her you know all her family was gone like she went through like trauma response yeah Yeah. like it she I get it this shit's fucked up Mm -hmm. but I get it yeah I felt so messed up after that that movie ended. Like, the whole drive home, I felt so uneasy, and I felt like, not like your typical scary movie where you're like, ooh, I'm spooked. It's supposed to, like, raise your anxiety. I felt like my cortisol levels were through the roof. I just felt so uncomfortable and, like, anxious and nauseous and just weirded out. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry. I know. Yeah, I don't know. First time I was in bed. Yeah, it's a guy. Like, you definitely need to do some. Was it A24? Is that the, the production? company a24 it sounds like it probably is probably right. not i don't know or ari aster in general ari aster yeah well he only did midsummer and hereditary right or did he there's the supposed things? to be a third one in the okay. not necessarily trilogy but it's like about like grief and how mm-hmm. it's like the first like have you seen hereditary mm-hmm. it's more it's like terrifying. family dynamics grief and depression mm-hmm. whereas midsummer was like family dynamics grief and anxiety and mm-hmm. panic oh, attacks okay. and stuff like the pacing of the movie and the, even the, the, the lighting mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. affects like the atmosphere and how you're supposed to feel versus like your typical scary movies like yeah. it's dark it's spooky yeah. whereas mm-hmm. like Midsummer's just bright it's vibrant. so bright yeah. the whole time hereditary is so dark mm-hmm. it's terrifying but it's both about families grieving and going through shit mm-hmm. like it's it's shows the diverse amount of emotions that people have when they're going through shit you know mm-hmm. yeah there's no right answer um so since was, this was the first movie to be nominated for an Oscar or horror movie I took a deep dive to see what other ones have been nominated. There have only been 18 horror movies in 92 years that have been nominated That's for it? Oscars. These what they are. These what they are. Here's These what they are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow with Johnny okay. Depp. Bram Stoker's Dracula, the original one. The Phantom of the Opera, 1943. Does that really count? What? 
as scary. The Phantom of the Opera? Yeah. In the, in the 40s, probably. <laughs> like, oh, he's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. yeah, I'm so scared. He's so ugly. The Exorcist, obviously. Black Swan. Natalie oh. Portman and Mila Kunis. Again, I wouldn't say it's horror. That's psychological thriller. Yeah. It's psychological suspense. Mm-hmm. And these were all nominated for different reasons, but I didn't listen that to That was reasons. aesthetically, the costuming yeah. was beautiful in Black Swan. That movie also fucked me up. Yeah, that like was a, a, Really, I haven't seen it in a long the time. I've never seen that one yet at all. Actually. You haven't seen it at all? It's mm-hmm. good. Uh, Sweeney Todd, the Johnny Depp one. Yeah. Love Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. Love the tale of Sweeney Todd. Um, the best pies in London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her fucking name? Mrs. Lovitz, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, thank you. Love her. Yeah. The <laughs> Omen, the original one, 76. An American Werewolf in London. Misery, one another one of Stephen King. Again, I wouldn't consider that horror. That's, that's straight up suspense. Yeah, I would say that's more of a thriller. I guess. I guess the horror is when she it's breaks his fucking It's like a James Patterson book, like... Yeah. Or just a little, a little torture porn there, yeah, I guess, that she's yeah. breaking his ankles and whatnot, like... And the idea of being, like, captured and held hostage, I guess, is kind of scary. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from 1931. Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, I don't know what that is, from 1962. The Fly... Is. From 86. I think that was for makeup, which would make sense in the 80s. I've never seen that either. Really? Oh, I don't so watch good. scary movies that came out before the, the 80s. Night. Yeah, you, you, like, I knew, like, you were going to laugh during The Exorcist because it is a little bit goofy. And, like, you, you are, like, I'm very at picky. Stuff. Like, the old school special effects, like, you think are goofy. Uh, the Picture of Dorian Gray, never seen that from 1945. The lore of that's pretty cool. I've never seen the movie, but I like mm-hmm. the lore of Dorian Gray. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. Wasn't that Oscar Wilde that wrote that? I think it was Oscar Wilde that wrote I'm not sure. I've just, like, his stories come up in different pop culture. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby, of course. The Sons of the Lambs, of course. I saw the remake with Zoe Saldana as, like, the TV special. You never seen that either? Oh, my God. I saw Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Yeah. Aliens from 86. Alien from 79. (laughs) And then Get Out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Actress Denise Nickerson almost played Reagan, but Linda Blair got the part. Violet, you're Violet. You're Violet. You're turning Violet. <laughs> the iconic stairs scene where the homicide detective Kinderman is walking up them, where mm-hmm. um, Burke fell down, are actually a big tourist attraction, and you can find them at the end of M Street in Washington D.C. That's cool. Yeah. I want to go there. If I had ever gotten to go to D.C. for a school trip, I would have <laughs> done some touristy shit. So is that area, like, I mean, does someone... <laughs> yeah, is it someone's Someone house? actually live there, or is that, like, a blocked off, kind of, like, Christmas story type of thing? I or... bet people live there. Really? Yeah. I, I don't you know. imagine being like, no. God damn it, these <sighs> tourists again, yeah. everyone's taking pictures. That'd be horrible. Didn't they sell the murder house from American Horror Story? Like, someone mm-hmm. lives there now, too. Yeah. Why? Which would be cool to live in. No. Okay, so that's all the fun facts I have. So we'll move on to the structure Was of... Wasn't, like, weren't the people cursed in it, though? Didn't, like, anything spooky happen after? Yeah, I didn't include those, because I thought that was, like... I don't want to say common knowledge. That's not what I mean. But, and yeah, no. <laughs> Megan, you're just a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, I, I think, like, that's just... It's... I don't want to say overdone, but, like, everyone kind of knows, like, the set was cursed. They brought in a priest... 
a couple actors died after the movie. I feel like died. this is kind of pertinent information. Yeah, I didn't know people. any of this. Oh, really? You didn't know it? Oh, no. I felt like that was like not common knowledge. I knew that but, like, um, Poltergeist set yeah. was like cursed, cursed or whatever. Yeah. No, the Exorcist is one of the most iconic like cursed sets. Like they literally had to bring a priest on because there was like a um, I forget who all died, but people died all af- of them. during the film, after the film, in mysterious circumstances. So they did think that the set was cursed. Do they think any of them died by suicide just by the chance that they were so freaked out by? Yeah, it's, it's the director's uh, fault. They're like, all psychologically traumatized. I'm not sure. I think they'd also like died randomly, like in a car accident or okay. fall or something. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, so I read the book, obviously, like I said. So I want to first talk about some of the differences between the book and the movie. The cool thing about this is that the writer William Peter Blatty, I think that's how you Blatty or Blatty. I don't know how to pronounce it. Blatty. <laughs> I like to say Blatty though, because it makes me feel like Blatty. He actually wrote the screenplay as well, so it was almost verbatim. Obviously, there was a lot of plot points that were left out from the from the book, but almost verbatim from the book, the script was. So that was pretty cool. So there's not a huge amount of differences, but. In the book, Kinderman suspects, there's a whole plot point where Kinderman suspects Carl, the old butler guy, whatever, that he did it. Because Carl, in the book, made up the story about how his daughter died, but then you see this scene where he he goes to his daughter's house and his daughter's actually a junkie, and he's embarrassed by it, so he just says she's dead, but the detective follows him there, and he's like, that's suspicious. Oh, so he thinks Carl killed Burke? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a whole plot point that was... It was a kind of a big plot point that was left out of the movie. There was another one, too, where there were two other priests. It wasn't... Karis was kind of like just, just this other priest. There was another priest that was in it. It was... Um, I think it was Father Dyer that we see... Because he's playing the piano at the party, and they're talking about this black mass, which apparently there was a black mass church around the corner from the house common and that's is where, that like, yeah that's where like the occultists are like and oh there's the baptist church there's the methodist church all those there's Satanist, a black mass you know? so there's, there's a satanist church <laughs> yeah so apparently and that was a big plot point that was left out like the black mass was talked about a lot during the book like the satanist and the occultist and the witchcraft and it was mentioned in the movie i feel like not... it was mentioned in passing but it was yeah. really hard to keep up with mm-hmm. but also no one enunciated yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's like Sylvester Stallone, though. It's like, rah, rah, rah. every movie, I'm like, what is he saying? Like, does anyone under, I'm like, is everyone just pretending to they, know what he's did, saying? They did or? mention Black Mass and Witchcraft, but I don't understand the context in which it, in which, yeah. in which it was said. But so. is that, did they bring that up? Because remember whenever they, she had the meeting with the, all the doctors and she was like, do you want me to take my daughter to a witch doctor? Is that what she's talking about? Because they don't say, I think they talk talking, about an exorcism, but they don't say priest, and she's the one who mentions a witch, a witch doctor. Isn't witch doctor more like not Western medicine? Like, would, would that yeah. not be more like herbs and... That's what I would think. I think she probably versus. means like priest, but since she's an atheist and doesn't believe in like she God or the devil, okay. she would think that's more of like... like witch do- I think witch doctor has more of a stigma of like, you're crazy, witch doctor. Yeah. Or like... Okay. I don't know. That's just my theory. I don't know. 
But so those are some of the big differences. There's other differences too, but I won't super get into them. Just read it yourself, you fuckers. Um, okay. So I also want to go over. We saw a lot of this and stuff. I want to like get your opinion on this as well, since you actually have children. But the book. Um, so it isn't until page two twenty four. So there's three hundred and eighty five pages. It isn't until actually page two twenty four where they mention a demon at all. The whole entire... So it's like Jaws, where they said fish and they never mentioned shark. Basically, yeah. So on page 224, Chris, the mother, says, quote, If a person's possessed by some kind of demon, how do you go about getting an exorcism? Unquote. She's talking Ooh. to the uh, Karis, father, right? Karis. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's also a psychiatrist, so he's like, you're fucking crazy. But up until this point, so she's an atheist, and they make it very clear in the book. I don't think in the movie it's super clear. In the book, they're like, she's an atheist. She doesn't believe in God. Do you get that? And she takes her daughter, Regan, to multiple doctors, psychiatrists, everything. So I actually made a list of suspected diagnoses, 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 I don't know, that they went through with Reagan. So this is the physical. Somnambulism, which is she sleepwalking. had a brain lesion. Yeah. Somnambulism, sleepwalking, clonic spasms, <laughs> bad at math, <laughs> brain tumor, diabetes, thyroid function, red and white cell blood count, hyperkinetic behavior disorder, which is the disorder of the nerves, hyperactivity, temper, performance in math, Temporal lobe Why does disorder. Why does it keep saying she's bad at math? That's, that's I'm also the, bad at I math and have a thyroid disorder, but I don't projectile vomit and twist my head around. That's why I was like, am I possessed by a demon? Because I'm terrible at math. Temporal lobe disorder, schizophrenia, hysteria, fungal infection. And that was just... That black mold. You can have hallucinations <laughs> I'm telling mold. you, man. Yeah, so they were looking for all those things physically for her. There might have been more, but those are the ones that I underlined at least. ADHD, bad at math, and thyroid function. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I mean, that's... And then so they spend a majority of the book trying to eliminate the somatic things. So trying to eliminate the physical aspects of it because she's like do I need to see a psychiatrist? And the doctors are like, no. Every psychiatrist, psychiatrist will tell you, eliminate the physical stuff first. Which is what we talked about during the last episode with the exorcism, or the exorcist. They have the psychiatrist and the doctors in the room because they try to eliminate every other possibility before actually doing the exorcism. Which I think is obviously smart. Because yeah. a lot of people, as we talked about, die from exorcisms. So... After After they, and sticking a plastic bag <laughs> over someone's head, we've determined. Yeah, beating your children. Yeah, for because you think they're possessed. So <laughs> after like a hundred and twenty, I don't fucking know pages, she's like, the doctors are like, we've exhausted our options. Take her to a psychiatrist. This is what the psychiatrist possibly diagnosed her with: disassociation, which is, as you guys know, but listeners, implying splitting off from mainstream of consciousness schizophrenic psychosis which is what they say in the book shattering of a personality hysteria conversion form of hysteria which is basically just guilt of their parents divorce which they don't go over this in the movie but in the book they really focus on they think that reagan is just experiencing this guilt she thinks her parents divorce was her fault mm -hmm. so they think she's experiencing this guilt and that's why she's 
going crazy. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this exactly. Thanantophobia, which is a deep depression of people dying. Interesting, interesting. So Thanatos is the Greek god... Thanos! From Marvel! Well, no, Thanatos is the Greek god of... Or a Greek angel of death. Oh, yeah. So he delivers souls to hell and to Hades. So So most derived from it. Yeah, some Greek derivative there. Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Lore. Yeah, (laughs) Greek lore. Psychokinetic phenomena, which is uh, mind-directed energy caused by extremely high inner tension, frustration, and rage. (laughs) Yes, that was also one of the things, is that they thought that she was psychic. Telekinesis. Telekinetic, like Carrie. So something like that, where she was just... My mom and I were talking about that today. Good movie. Because we're talking about sympathetic uh, antagonists mm-hmm. and having empathy for them, and are they really a bad guy? And Carrie what makes was him... not the bad guy. Carrie was bullied, and guess what? Y'all fuckers made her do that. And so my mom said, "Well, mom or well, Meg, she did kill everyone, but they did dump pig's blood." I'm like, "Mom, they I would, forced her to." I would fucking kill people if they dumped <laughs> blood on me too. If I had yep. the ability, I would kill people. Mm-hmm. I mean. Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI is like, yeah, yeah. check. She's the on the watch list. Like, uh, yeah. So she is, the mother is very rational, so she's an atheist, so. Really? She didn't seem very rational in the movie where she's <laughs> in the movie, she screaming did. about wait, being on hold for 20 minutes about her hotel in Greece, the Excelsior Hotel or whatever. <laughs> in the book, she's very rational, at least about her daughter, so. On page 56, I won't quote everything. But she said, uh, Chris, so, so, quote, Chris explained, beginning on the day after Reagan's birthday and following Howard's failure to call, side note, pause, Howard is Reagan's dad. Mm-hmm. And Reagan said, she's talking to Captain Howdy. So in the uh... book, they say there's some correlation between Captain Howdy and Howard that's where they think the guilt is coming in. So they don't explain in the movie, but they explain in the book. Captain Howie, Howdy is apparently Howard, but that's their theory. Anyway, so Chris explained, beginning on the day after Reagan's birthday and following Howard's failure to call, she noticed a sudden beha- a sudden and dramatic change in her daughter's behavior and disposition, insomnia, quarrelsome, fits of temper, kicked things, threw things, screamed, wouldn't eat. In addition, her energy seemed abnormal. So after all of that, she took her to the doctor, and this entire, for the rest... But don't all kids act like that for a temper tantrum? Isn't that normal behavior? Is it? Like, I don't (laughs) want to eat dinner, and kicking and throwing things. Like, if a kid's having a full-blown temper tantrum, is it But it doesn't last that long. Okay. Like, um, like, especially, like, for example, like, I have, my son's going through terrible twos. He's becoming a three-nager now. So it lasts, that part will last for like... But aren't some of those, like, okay, everyone, like, handles depression differently, but mm-hmm. it, depression in children, doesn't it manifest in anger and irritability? So, like... Yeah, because they don't know how to... The biggest thing with children is that they don't know how to... They don't understand what they're feeling or how to express themselves or, like, what to even say about it. So instead of being able to say, like, I'm, like, super upset about this or I'm, like, feeling depressed about it, they just get angry they just get mean and like and so So i feel like those behaviors aren't typically abnormal yet Mm -hmm. so it's just grumpy depressed kid and then raccoons in the attic (laughs) i think it was such a sudden change right that she was like fuck and so she took her to the doctor she also was like 
there's no way my child is possessed by a demon because that's not real. So I'm going to continue to take her to doctors. And she took her to doctor upon doctor upon doctor, like throughout more than half of the book. Sounds expensive. Oh, she was an actress. I'm sure oh, she had great that's insurance. Fair. She did have like a driver and two yeah. housekeepers. <laughs> Which I think like, and Steph, I want to get your opinion on this too. I don't have children, but I think obviously being possessed by a demon is a scary part. But I think a dynamic in this movie that's really terrifying is not having control over something your child your child is going through. Like having to take your child to the doctor and eighty eight doctors she said could not tell her what's wrong. Like there has to be some kind of like terrible uh what's the word? Like lack of control that you're feeling there. So Sophia, she last year she was diagnosed with uh, cyclic vomiting syndrome. It's something I'd never heard of before. And I know that she's had it since an infant, but I brought it up to her. I went to her primary doctor multiple times. And the first couple times I said, the first couple times the doctor said, oh, it's a virus. Just prepare yourself. It's probably contagious. Everybody in your family is going to get sick. Nobody would get sick. Um, and she would only do, she would only like, she would just throw up like certain things. So we thought that maybe she was allergic to the acidity in baby food. So I started making my own baby food for her. So then she didn't vomit. And I was like, okay, so that's it. So then January would come around, she would start throwing up again. So I took her to the doctor again. She would say, she told me she said it was just a virus. And that's when I, I started crying in the office because I knew there was something wrong with my child. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to someone who is supposed to be an authority figure, especially in medicine, mm-hmm. and they're not trying to help you, you know that you are not crazy. That there is something going on. You want to help your child and someone is not listening. It is the most infuriating thing in the entire world. And it took until she was four years old for the doctor to actually say, well, maybe she should go to a GI. I mean, Sophia went through this for four years where from January to May she would have an episode once a month and she would just wake up and just throw up constantly from like 5:30 a.m. until about 12:30 p.m. Well, it's frustrating that nobody did anything when like what are the long-term effects of her going through this? Well, she's already know? had dental surgery because she rotted her teeth from all the vomit. So, and also, I'm concerned about her esophagus. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about her stomach in general. Like, what, will she have ulcers when she's older? Right. Um, like, what people who have, like, long-term bulimia correct. go through mm-hmm. and, like, the, the consequences to the rest of their organs. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, so, even with, and me growing up as a Catholic, like, I baptized, baptized my children. I am not a practicing Catholic. I don't believe in it. I believe... I, ha- I got my children baptized because I do believe in a foundation, mm-hmm. but I don't believe in the rituals. I think Catholicism is very, has, it's like, they're very, there's a lot of hypocrisy going mm-hmm. on in there. Anyway, but, um, but I do that because, you know, we, going, we went to Catholic school for 10 years, so we, I grew up believing in demons and, mm-hmm. like, possession and everything. And I have a huge fear. That's, I mean, that's a big reason why I don't check on my children at night because it terrifies me. I would be terrified to go in and see my child go through what this little girl did. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that you wouldn't be able to do absolutely anything is, I mean, it is absolutely the scariest thing in the entire world. I mean, I, I my daughters, both my daughters have been hospitalized before. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've seen them be held down to do an IV when them screaming, help me, help me, mommy, help me. 
and like you don't know what to do like you don't know should you tell the doctor to get the fuck away mm-hmm. or do you say it's okay they're trying to help you mm-hmm. like you know I think it's the same kind of thing like you know she didn't want to put her daughter through any more of those tests but are the more of those tests gonna help like mm-hmm. you just there's just there like it's horrible to not have a right answer it's so like conflicting especially mm-hmm. like when so in you know Reagan and Chris's her mom's situation Chris couldn't even be in the room with her mm-hmm. because they were doing the x-rays, the MRIs, whatever they were doing. She could not physically be there. She could watch and see it happen. And there was a lot of invasive things happened to Blood this Blood spurting everywhere. This 12-year-old girl. Yeah. yeah, giant needles. It's scary mm-hmm. noises, loud stuff around you. Like, she's being literally restrained mm-hmm. and your mom's not there. I mean, it has to be just the most heart-wrenching thing as a parent, as a mother, to have to see that and know that mm-hmm. you have no control. And there's... 88 doctors that cannot tell you what's wrong. Yeah. That has to be the worst. I mean, that has to be scarier than a demon. Like, I don't know what's scarier than that. And I, I just have to say, like, just me as being a mom. I mean, she was a really great mom. Even though, like, obviously the acting was not that good. But, like, her as a mom, like, the fact that she was, like, there, like, she didn't give up. Like, you know, and then she experienced that horrible experience where, you know, she was slapped and, you know, she was forced into her daughter's vagina and told to lick it. You know what I mean? Like At that point, I probably would have institutionalized my kid. Yeah. I would keep them at the house. I mean, I had to say, it's, it's hard. It's, like, so, it's so easy to say that because at the same time, you, like, you want that, but you also know what comes with that. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to be just chained to a bed the rest of their life? Mm-hmm. Do you, like, do you, I mean, it's so hard because what, what's the actual best? If I, am I, by institutionalizing them, am I giving up on them? Have I given up as a parent? And, like, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Although girlfriend probably should have been on hella sedatives. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, in the book, they talk about how many... I don't know, I don't know the medical phrasing, but how many milligrams she was on, and I don't know the standard, but apparently 25 was, like, pretty normal for a girl her age and size, and they were giving her, like, 100 milligrams, because she she was so strong. So yeah. She was on, like, horse tricks. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, and the, and the priest found that out, and he's, like, what the fuck like what are you doing to your daughter and she's like she's strong she doesn't pass out like she we cannot sedate her with 25 milligrams so i don't know i mean it's scary to think about that but so speaking of the mother's vagina or not the mother's vagina (laughs) reagan's vagina so there's a point where if you've seen the movie you know she masturbates with a crucifix and breaks her hymen that's where the blood comes from it's also very um you know, aggressive and graphic. Visceral. Yeah, yeah. So on page 214, it gets really graphic. I won't read all of it, but it's the scene where she's masturbating with the crucifix. So page 214, uh, she knocks the priest out. Quote, as Reagan, her legs propped up and spread wide on a bed that was violently bouncing and shaking, clutched the the bone-white crucifix in raw-knuckled hands, the bone-white crucifix poised at her vagina, the bone-white crucifix she stared at with terror, eyes bulging in a face that was bloody from the nose, the nasogastric tubing ripped out. Oh, please. Oh, no, please. She was shrieking as her hands brought the crucifix closer as she seemed to be straining to push it away. 
You'll tell you, you'll do as I tell you, filth. You'll do it. The threatening bellow, the words came from Regan, her voice coarse and guttural, bristling with venom, unquote. So, so this was a time, so in the book, it clearly shows that at this point, Regan was still fighting to, yeah, I'm going to use the term from split, like staying in the light. Yeah. Like essentially. She was like still lucid. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So she was kind of like going back and forth. Yeah. Um, there's also a little bit more graphic on page 215. Quote, while she thrust down the crucifix into her vagina and began to masturbate ferociously, <laughs> roaring in that deep, coarse, deafening voice, now you're mine, now you're mine, you stinking cow, you bitch, let Jesus fuck you, fuck you. Unquote. I feel like there's some kinks that this author Yes, author was like... <laughs> Turns into a smut book. Yeah, some kind of like, um, not fan fiction. What is it, the fan... Is it fan fiction? Like erotica? Yeah, yeah fan, like fan erotica that you write like Harry Potter porn and shit. Like, he's like... <laughs> there are people that get paid to write erotica for people. Like, if you give them, like, characters or, like, artists that will, like, draw you porn or yeah, something. Yeah, like, for, like, Harry Potter. It's like only fans, but for artists. You can, right. you can get a job doing that, writing erotica for people. <laughs> And then Harry Potter stuck his penis into her money. <laughs> his wand. You, yeah, you've all been waiting for that, haven't you? <laughs> Not Ron Weasley, but Harry. <laughs> Harry took his Harry. Anyway, okay. So, um, okay, and then on, so obviously the book is long and everything, but I'm just kind of breezing through it. On page 313, again, the book is 385 pages. On 313 is the first, uh, point that they seek out an exorcist and all the way at the end yeah so it kind of builds up to everything this is after so we see this in the movie as well Megan I think you're in the bathroom at this point but we see this in the movie where in her skin you can see the the protruding help me yeah and so in the book same thing on 313 you can see it saying help me and then they're like okay we need an exorcism like (laughs) this is schizophrenia (laughs) yeah (laughs) right yeah so on page yeah at the end of the novel is when they actually seek out an exorcist and so it's a very it's a slow burner it's very interesting but the the movie is a little bit even though the movie's two hours like it's fast a way faster pace than the book is the book Mm -hmm. for the whole book is literally just this terrifying idea i feel like he uses a lot of descriptive words yeah it's it's very descriptive yeah yeah. The bone white crucifix. The bone white four times in one paragraph. <laughs> yeah, he's a very, very brilliant writer. Like I really like, just very much enjoyed the writing style in this novel. But I think it's really worth the read. It's a lot, but I read it in two days. But I'm a reader, so <laughs> so are you, Megan. So I think it would be. Kind Although of that's a... not typically my genre of choice. Yeah, he like more fantasy. So let's move into. What scared us? What didn't scare us? Um, you want to start stuff? What scared you? Um, I think it's it's not even... I don't know if scare is necessarily the word, but it's like the... It's like I get like um, like a feeling like deep in my stomach where it's almost like... Like I don't want to... Like I don't want to watch it. It's almost like intense for me rather mm. than like scare because seeing... I think... I, and I know it's, like, silly, but, like, like the part where, like, with the tongue and stuff like that, I, like, yeah. I don't, I don't like things like that because that is so unnatural. It's not something that would, like, naturally happen, so it's almost like, 
it's a little bit harder for me to watch just because it is so intense. Like, and I, I, I'm, I'm very much, I, I can't think of the word for it, but I, I am very bad at seeing something and then putting my life into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I like, I, when I see that, I immediately think, oh my God, like, what would I do if like I was seeing like Annabelle like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's what scares me. It's not like the actual movie itself. It's you empathizing with yes. the characters. Yes. Yes. So that, but I don't, yeah, like, what, like, the worst part of The Exorcist, that's, like, when it's, like, deep into The Exorcist, like, I, like, The Exorcism, that's, or even, like, when she's kind of, like, kind of, like, laughing after the, one, the first priest has died. Ha ha! Yeah, ha-ha. like. Because <laughs> Oscar's, ha ha! <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's a, I think he's a, psych- a psychologist, but William Young, so it's J-U-N-G, uh, he, I actually wrote my, in undergrad, wrote my, senior seminar paper on this but the theory of why we're afraid of insects and it's because they're to us they're unnatural it's inhuman so it's kind of the same idea where it's like you see this alleged demonic possession but either way like whether you believe in it or not believe in this kind of spiritual realm it's unnatural it's not human and so for us that's a little bit more scary like anything like a shark, the food chain, like anything that's not human. Well, isn't that, there like ingrained fears that's mm-hmm. genetically passed down yes. from our ancestors? Yeah. If it's something that could kill them, then Correct. it's then we're predisposed to be scared of these things. So yeah. what happened in our ancestors' past that mm-hmm. we're scared of demonic possessions, like leprosy or something leprosy, like that? Or yeah. when someone's mentally ill, you don't want to pass down that gene in the gene pool. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just all for irrational behavior. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, also I think it's like. Like, even as an adult, like, I can say, like, I'm not, like, scared of the dark, but, like, even, like, as a child, I don't think it's, I don't think it's actually, like, the darkness. I think it's the unknown of what's in the darkness. Well, it's predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was a little jump scared with the little pale face that yeah. went pew across <laughs> yeah. the screen, like, subliminal messaging. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, unnerving a little bit. Like, it was kind of gross to see vomit. But we've seen grosser. Yeah. You know, we've seen scarier. But mm-hmm. I can respect when people say this was scary back in the day. I just wasn't scared. I'm pretty darn desensitized. And this was yeah. less scary than an episode of Criminal Minds for me. <laughs> yeah. I think for the time, for sure, like, I wasn't born in the 80s. but Or I wasn't around in the 80s, at least. I think for the time, it was probably really scary. Just based on the fact that it was the first exorcism movie. I think... The kind of, as we talked about, the inhuman capabilities that she had, like turning her head around like an owl. I mean, and Steph had mentioned too, which I never thought of, like, wouldn't that kill her? Because it literally detaches her spine. <laughs> well, you can hear it. You can hear that, like, the... Yeah. You can hear like, she it. needs a chiropractor. But, so just, like, the, the inhuman characteristics that she experiences, the head turning, the weird projectile vomiting, which happens... Happens to me sometimes on St. Patrick's Day. No. Um, especially the green. No. But, so I think also just the idea of it, like, I don't have children, but putting myself in the shoes of someone that would have children, just the idea of not being able to control anything that's happening around me. I'm a huge control freak. Mm-hmm. So not knowing what's going wrong with you. And I think, like, so random, way lower end of the spectrum, 
I get dizzy on a treadmill and it's really frustrating because it's really debilitating. I literally cannot even power walk on a treadmill because I get so dizzy and I've been going to a chiropractor, getting my neck adjusted, like trying to figure out what's wrong and nothing is fixing it. I mean, I've only gone to the chiropractor so many times, so it's like I'm not expecting <laughs> to be like done like that. However, it's the idea of like, why can I not figure this out? Mm-hmm. I've tried Googling it and it's mm-hmm. a weird thing to explain dizziness only on the treadmill and whatever. Anyway. It's the idea of the lack of control. Something's wrong with your body and you can't figure out what's wrong with it. And as a parent, you know, your sole duty is to protect your children. And when you don't have that ability anymore, that's terrifying. Well, and I think also the fact that I think what's also so scary in this sense as a parent is that you're also fucking terrified of that thing. Right. Yeah. You're trying to comfort but, your kid, but yeah. you're so fucking yeah. freaked out too. Yeah. Like you're scared. You're trying to like still like see that as your child but you know she even says she's like that's not Ryan that's yeah. not my kid but like, it's 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 almost like at what point we'd be like okay dissociation let's go make another one yes right. as at what point do you dissociate from that like i am like i'm done that you know what i mean you, like, that's yeah. not my kid anymore yeah exactly like yeah so what about like parents of serial killers at what point yeah. do they like recognize like it i can't I can love them, I guess, but they're not mine. Like, try to have that, like, emotional disconnect. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about that with Ted Bundy. His mom was like, no, he's fine. Like, or not <laughs> fine, but she's like, I would not, I don't believe it. He didn't do it, blah, blah. Pretty much up until the day he was executed, she... My mom and I talked about that today also. <laughs> really? <laughs> we had some interesting topics because yeah. we were talking about um, sympathetic uh, villains and antagonists, but also, like, are there any serial killers that truly came from normal homes? Or is it people mm-hmm. just saying it's a normal home? Because my mom was saying, like, okay, yeah, you say they were normal kids, but serial killers don't kill a bunch of people out of nowhere. It, yeah. it escalates. Yeah. You, you see your kids killing animals and torturing animals. Uh-huh. It escalates from there. So, okay, maybe you guys are good parents, but you're neglectful and you're not home. Mm-hmm. Like, there's Or are you blinded by it because it's your child? Denial, yeah. Right. yeah, you're just hoping... That this is a fate. Or have there any truly been true serial killers that Mm -hmm. come from good homes and happy parents that are there and present? Yeah. It's just a chemical. Especially boys. There's Mm -hmm. such a stigma. Boys will be boys. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so oh it's it's what they do. The family dog, it's fine. It's what they do. They like the blood that you know, Mm -hmm. like Well, I feel like it's so normal, especially like McKeon from West Virginia. Oh, they're shooting squirrels with the, with the, with the BB gun yeah. or airsoft gun. It's totally normal. We like to shoot squirrels. No, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To want to see, like, a living creature die at that young age is... It's very strange to me. Mm-hmm. I squishing bugs, I find that a little yeah, scary. Yeah, like, I mean... Yeah, I mean, because I like... When it's one I, thing to squish an ant in the house, but if you're going out of your way to <laughs> catch ants on fire yeah. with a magnifying yes. glass, they're like... Like, I want to kill them quickly. Like, I try yeah. to, like, like I mean, I don't want them in my house, but, yeah. like, I'm, like... I was at like, Soak them. City, and it was in Mayfly season, which their lifespan's only, like, 24 hours anyway, but there was this little boy so with his grandma animals. picking the wings off of them. Oh, he's a That's serial horrible. killer. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to fucking kill people. Yeah. yeah. Grandma, nip that shit in the butt. Yeah. Like, that's right. not okay to hurt animals yeah. like that. Like, yeah, yeah, they only live for a day, but it's but not... But they still hurt... Like, that's not okay. So, you want somebody to rip your arms off? I wanted to. He's a shithead. Should have gone up and just started yanking You're in line for ice cream, and I'm like, I want to fuck that kid up. Start ripping his ears off. It's not socially acceptable. How do you like it? You like your arms being ripped off? 
Um, but don't don't go to Soak City or Cedar Point during Mayfly. Oh season. no, I know. I've been there, there during Mayfly season. There was stuff to everything. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I've been there during Mayfly season. It, it is terrible. So gross. Okay. So lastly, we'll wrap up with a little game. What would your strategy be? So in the Exorcism series. Mine is always go to the church or die. <laughs> the church was brought to Reagan and it helped. Technically worked, but like the, the, the exorcism the priest didn't died. work. The priest yeah. just took in the demon. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. It was like the conjuring three, like I said, where Arnie's like, take me, and the demon takes him, but the priest's like, no. He like, fought him and then jumped like linebacker the ran through the window. <laughs> it's like Emily Rose. <laughs> oh, well, I was thinking about how she was running, like but yeah. she did jump through the window like Spider-Man. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> Yeah. So, anyway, end of the movie. We didn't mention this, but both priests die. Reagan is saved. Whatever. She she, yeah, she anything. didn't die from her head being completely turned backwards, but, you know, Yeah, she was, she was fine. She, she has a few scars on her face, but... So, my strategy... So you brought the church to you. I think they did, kind of did everything right. Like, they yeah. exhausted their options. Of, like, they were rational. Like, she was like... It's not a fucking demon. There's something wrong with her body or her head. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't immediately, like... Like, a lot of exorcism movies, the trope is like, oh, no. Like, you go to the church <laughs> and there's a priest, and he's like, not looking too good. Better call I, I Jesus. I do appreciate that, where the yeah. priest wanted to make sure... Like, the scientists wanted to rule that out, and the priest mm-hmm. wanted to rule the science out. Like, yeah. just to make sure, like, everything was hunky-dory, but I guess everyone was just covering their asses for their job. Like, yeah. But that's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. And like, I think they all work together. Absolutely. And I think it's very realistic. Like, I've never been in that situation, but I think it's realistic for the doctors and the priests, whoever's involved with psychiatrists. Like, they're all, like... Wait before yeah. I get involved. Let's do this. Shit or first. just get a like, hybrid doctor because the psychiatrist yeah. goes through medical school. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yep. they go through med school and then they specialize in psychiatry. Mm-hmm. So like this dude's fucking a priest and a doctor. Yeah, you know, nice little twofer there. Like right. best of both worlds. How common is that? I want to look up. There can't be <laughs> more than ten in the world. Yeah. <laughs> How many? Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of schooling up, and but... dedication. It's gotta be a to lot be of a priest. Yeah. <laughs> to be a priest and psychiatrist. Yeah. Do you do both at the to same stay time? Practicing. Or do you? Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. It's a lot. Do you study in church? Like, Does he sleep? <laughs> How does he have time to do both? Because he was practicing psychiatrist. Even his friends, mm-hmm. like, if you weren't a priest, you'd be famous and living yep. in a penthouse. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I honestly, like, my strategy would be what they did. Like, I think, like, I'm fairly rational person i don't really know what i believe on the spiritual spiritual realm aspect like i think like i would exhaust all my physical and mental options first i'm a huge advocate for mental health and psychiatry and everything so i think that would be my first idea is exhaust every single option and then when i felt like i was going fucking insane like chris did the atheist she was like okay i believe so what do you guys think I think the only difference that I would have done, because I do agree with what they did, but the only difference I would have done is I would have made sure she was admitted mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. I would not have kept her at home. Why was her IV glass? Like, the IV fell on the floor and it <laughs> shattered. I know. Dangerous. That sounds really unsafe. <laughs> yeah. Is this the shit that they did in the is 70s? That, I was say, was, it, was it just the time? They had just glass IVs? I think IVs? so. I don't know. I, yeah, Plastic I don't wasn't as commonly used. Yeah, then. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but that's the only that's the only difference I would. Well, yeah, she would have twenty four seven care. care. Yeah, yeah. Like, on suicide watch, like yeah. so she wouldn't self harm yep. instead of having to 
put soft things around yes. her bedpost, yeah. cushion everything. Not have the freaking secretary or butler watch her. Yes. Have a doctor watch her. Yeah, she's seven. like, oh yeah, I had to leave, so I left Burke here. Yeah. Like, why is your daughter alone with the secretary? She didn't sign up for that. She's a personal like, assistant. I didn't sign up to babysit know. your possessed kid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sign up to babysit this demon. I'm supposed to do your scheduling, lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the thing is, too, is that Karis suggests that. He says she needs to be institutionalized for six months under observation. Yes. And Chris is like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And he's like, fucking fine, whatever. Right. But like, at the same time, I would. There's no way I would ever have wanted to wait six months. Yeah. Like if I had the choice to fix it now, it'd be fucking fixed now. Like yeah. I wouldn't. But even like, why would that take six months? Like most medications start working in the first month or two anyway. Yeah. So like seventies probably. I don't know. Medication wasn't as good. I don't know. Um, I played with Ouija boards, so I probably would have been Reagan. Reagan, Megan. You, you would know, have been Reagan. I would have been yeah. the one possessed, so I don't have an answer. They all have to ask my mom. Yeah, Megan would have been possessed. We would have tried to help her. I did throw up a lot as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I had colic and stomach problems and lactose intolerance. You do have a lot of things wrong with you, so maybe you are possessed. Have you seen an exorcist? No, but I do use a CPAP, so <laughs> same thing. Maybe you should see an exorcist. <laughs> Oh, I did look up, like, the reasons for the curse, and I thought some of them were not super well-known, but super interesting. Okay. Um, so, because you said it was based on a real-life story, the family actually requested that they change the character from a boy to a girl to protect his identity, and he went on to live a normal life with no memory of the incident, retiring decades later from NASA. Okay, yeah. you know, so, right? Yeah. Maybe the demon have loves a, him. Have yeah. a successful life. Yeah, good for him. Shooting was delayed after the set caught fire, destroying uh, what was supposed to be the home. So then uh, he blamed the in- the director blamed the incident on w- a winged creature with talons. It seemed to be a pigeon. <laughs> 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 That's the most dramatic way to describe a pigeon. A winged creature. <laughs> it was a winged creature with talons. I think it was a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, found its way into one of the circuit boxes and caused a fire. However, the fact that Reagan's room was unharmed by the fire is still pretty creepy. Um, So it did say the mother uh, was thrown to the ground and got injured. So you did say that. Um, So actors Jack McGowan and Vasiliki Maliaros both died while the film was in post-production. And their characters both died in the movie. Oh, weird. What? Yes. I don't know how they died. It just said they died. What makes their deaths strange is that their characters died in the film as well. Other deaths... That occurred during the filming of The Exorcist, including Linda Blair's grandfather and Max von Sydow's brother, who died on Max's first day of shooting. Also, while filming, the son of Jason Miller, who played father, Damien Karras, was nearly killed when a motorcycle hit him. Um, This is interesting. So, you did mention Mercedes McCambridge, who played the demon voice. Yeah. Um, So... In 87, her son murdered his wife and children, then killed himself. <gasps> so, like, how many deaths are connected to this film? Even if it's, right. like, is that just normal in life that so many deaths are connected to things? But, like, I feel like that's... That seems strange. Yeah. That's interesting. And the reason the film was uh, not uh, released and was banned in certain countries is because they thought the film itself was cursed. Cursed. So, wait, I just... Real quick question. Since So, is it 
currently still banned in those countries, or was it just banned when it first came out? I don't think it's banned. Still. A lot of countries ban all kinds of shit or censor the shit out of shit. Like Cannibal Holocaust was banned, but I can understand that because they did kill like actual animals, and you see it on screen, oh. and it's awful. <gasps> yeah, it's pretty terrible. That's not good. That's the worst know. part of a that lot, movie. A lot of stuff censored. You know what I found out recently? This is completely unrelated. That the live-action Scooby-Doo movie was actually supposed to be rated R, and then they had to edit it down to PPG, and Velma and Daphne had so much cleavage that they had to CGI shirts <sighs> in to cover up their cleavage. Oh, my God. I wonder why. Freaking Daphne has those freaking honkers, yeah. so. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar's hot, but so is Freddie Prince Jr., and I yeah. love that they, like, are married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cute. No, that's really interesting, because I knew, like, there were things that happened behind it. But I just thought that was, like, something people know, so I didn't want to go over it. But I'm happy you looked that up. I find that so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the curses. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the curses. Okay, so, um, that's it. Steph, thanks for being on the show. It was yeah. fun to watch yes. the movie. In my apartment, the first time we filmed in my apartment, so. Yes, and I, I, I feel like, uh, I was... She didn't know she was I, committing to this many hours. I was going to say, yeah, we, we were supposed to start at 6 p.m. It's 11 p.m. now. And I did not need a body pillow or pretzels, and I did not snuggle into Bree's arm, which I were thought was what she used to do as yes. a child. Yeah. A body pillow? Like, you just need to spoon something yes. when you're scared? <laughs> Usually I, I have, don't know if like, you don't like pillow. personal, like, you have personal space issues and you didn't want us to be that close. You wanted, like, a boundary. <laughs> a boundary. No, no. Brings, like, <laughs> like, a, like a shield. Like, like a cardboard. Those, like, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that I, I, I slowly kept getting a little bit closer to Brie. <laughs> like, I think Brie kind of slowly started yeah, like, scooting. Don't touch like, me. God, no. Don't make me touch See, I don't even, like... Well, first of all, my husband hates scary movies. He mm-hmm. refuses. He watched one with me in the history of our relationship. I, maybe two if you count. I don't know if he watched Panic Room with us, but I don't really count that as a scary Jody movie. Jodie Foster Panic but Room? No. I do this. I put my head up, <laughs> and I cover my I cover my face and plug my ears. That's what you do? That's what I do. But did. why do you and watch I, it? If it's scary, I cover my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the most recent one that I was so scared that I covered my eyes. Predatory was the one I covered my eyes. I with. covered my eyes quite a bit in that. Um, Ganjam Haunted Asylum, I covered my oh, eyes you said a little that was bit. Good. Yeah. So scary. Um, we watched this movie called Caveat on mm-hmm. Sh- Shudder. Um, and I think I covered my eyes because I thought there was going to be a jump scare and there wasn't. I, mm-hmm. Then there was a jump scare that half of the people watching missed, so I had to rewind it to play it oh, again so no. I could see it because it was so creepy. It was very unnerving. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. Okay. It's really weird and doesn't make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. but it's really, cre- really creepy. Mm-hmm. That's it, folks. Um, next week, <laughs> that's all, folks. So that's the end of our exorcism series. We're gonna start with found footage series yes. uh, starting next week. We should do a bonus where we play like some type of immersive found footage type game. Ooh. But yeah, so next week starts our found footage series, so we don't know what we're going to watch next, but we'll figure it out, and you'll figure out when we figure it out. Um, <laughs> other than that, thanks for listening. Yes, and thanks for putting up with our shit. <laughs> yeah, and we are Screams and Queens. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.